Hello and happy Monday, everybody. You know what that means? It's No Light Paranormal Podcast Day. So, this is the No Light Paranormal Podcast. We're three normal, nerdy, not normal, well, sometimes, Depends. nerdy pod, paranormal podcasters sit down and discuss spooky stories from the web and then discuss them later. My name is Joe, the tongue-tied leader of this team. <laughs> and uh, my name is Teresa. I am the highly amused by my lead investigator <laughs> researcher. I am your clairvoyant of cameras, your technical wizard, Alex. Oh my. All right, now that my tongue is working technically well, because we had to do this three times because I kept messing up. We got this. So, let's get into this a little bit. We're doing forests again, correct? We're continuing that mm-hmm. thing Haunted going on with it? forests, yes. All right, that's sounds And this good. time, I think both of you went domestic, and I hopped the pond. No, well, maybe. Yeah, I did stay domestic, because that's what we said we were going to do. Yeah, I did not. <laughs> well, to be fair, she went domestic last time when we hopped the pond. Right, we right. Just, we switched it around. Yeah, so, yeah. all right. So, we're going to continue that discussion, but before we get into that, let's do announcements or anything. Do we uh, have anything like the that? The only thing that I want to say is that we are in the process. We found a, a, a printer that we really, really like, and um, so we, we're going to have t-shirts now uh, up until winter, and then we'll start dealing with other things. But for now, if you'd like a t-shirt... Uh, they are pre-shrunk, so please email me your size. Um, it, yeah, nolightsparanormal@gmail.com, mm-hmm. and I would be happy to connect with you and uh, get you a T-shirt. All right, cool. Um, I've actually seen the print, guys. It looks really good. Oh god, I'm she did so some good excited. work on it. So yeah, you guys can actually see quasi copies of the T-shirt sneak peek. Uh, we got T-shirts and. Uh, we might have a few aprons left over, um, and you can see those on our Facebook page, No Lights Paranormal, or our Facebook group, the No Lights Paranormal Network. So mm-hmm. with that said, I'm going to give a monster shout out to Liz, the owner of Associated Printing in Barberton, Ohio. She has treated us amazingly. I would also like to give a monster shout out to the guy that I called an asshole earlier. He's our tattoo artist, Brad O'Neill, who came up with our logo for us. And it so. is amazing. It is a good logo, yeah. We so love, we you, love Brad. you, Brad. I was wondering where you guys are going to go with that, but that works out really good. So, all right, let's jump into the discussion then. Um, Alex, you got something to say? Just a heads up, this may or may not be a long one. Uh, I know this is the second time us recording this, but that's fine. Uh, this may or may not Apologies. be a long one. We're going to wrap up the uh, Haunted Forest thing, so... Uh, Generally, we like to stay around the 40-minute mark, but we're going to go ahead and let this one play out for as long as it takes. Yay! Alrighty then. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. My mind just went astray for a second. But, yes, continuing on the Haunted Forest logo, I went with the Devil's Tramping Ground in North Carolina. Uh, it was one that I found, and like I said, I know it may be a long one, but as we said in previous the previous podcast, we've... Every time you look up a forest, it kind of gets repetitive on the story. So the stories really aren't there, but I chose to develop more on the land than the stories itself. So that being said, let me get into it. Devil's Tramping Ground in North Carolina, located 10 miles from Siler City in western Chatham County. It's a foot-wide path forming a perfect circle, 40 feet in diameter. The stories of this place dating back to 1882. That's how far it goes back. Uh, Legend has it that Satan actually comes there to dance and contemplate his evil deeds. Normal vegetation does not grow in that little circle area. Uh, I'm sure you guys have heard of this before, so I'm pretty much just reverbalizing it. 
Um, normal vegetation will not grow there, and wiry grass only grows around the actual circle. No plant life of any kind can be found around a path. Locals have been trying to, but have been unsuccessful at, in taking that like soil from another place and putting it in the wiry path. It just grows wiry grass. That's crazy. doesn't grow anything else. Um, the stories that I found on the web and theories state that it's a Native American ancient meeting place. And the circle is where they did their ceremonial dances. Um, another story, and this one I found particularly weird because it ties it in with something else uh with the lost colony of roanoke um and that the tramping ground area was called croatin named for fallen tribal chief buried after a battle and the word croatin is carved into the tree on the roanoke island and is in reference to this site that's amazing uh yeah and uh, locals believe that it was a sacred site that the tribal gods preserved as a memorial for the fallen chief Huh. Uh, yeah, How that did one was, that translate into the devil's dancing circle? I don't know. Huh. I think that was people trying to like rationalize what it was. That's and silly. Yeah, the, the, the story of the devil's Satan coming there to dance uh, really, I think, came about from this guy that tried to stay the night there. He tried to disprove it. Mm. And he ended up staying the night and he had two dogs with him. The dogs split. Uh, <laughs> they were like, nope, and took off. And the guy stayed there and reported seeing red glowing eyes oh my. and ghostly footsteps walking around in a pace. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'd have left uh, at that point. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think that's kind of where the, the story and the craziness has come yeah, from. Yeah, that's, that's weird. Um, yeah, upon looking up all these stories, it, it there's nothing really that struck out as spooky. Mm-hmm. It is more toward the human imagination. And I'll reference the site here in a second because the guy actually brought that up as well. Uh, uh, there's something to be said for the amount of interesting tales that our brains can make up. Oh, of course. And uh, thanks for that filler while I looked up the site. Um, it's ncpedia.org. Uh, we'll post it later on our page, and thank you to John for bringing that up that we weren't doing that, so thank you for that. Ma-ha-ha-ha. We um, will be posting links to all of our sites. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then I also want to shout out John, who is our brand new uh, editor for the for the podcast. Uh, so, yeah, if it sounds terrible, you can email hate mail to John. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. No, yeah, please don't. <laughs> it won't sound bad. Uh, a little bit more about this, though. Scientists from the North Carolina Department of Agriculture... Hmm. have actually taken soil samples from this site just to see what was going on and all that. Uh, They found out that it was extremely high salt content. Interesting. And that a salt lick, a natural salt lick, was found close by. So they think that was it. Many of the stories they tried to break it down to uh, horses for molasses. Sure. For me have been, that's what broke it down from them going around in circles grinding the mill and all that other stuff. So there's been many scientific studies on how to disprove this and what it was. None of them kind of came to any results whatsoever. So I, I absolutely hate to, to like use this as an example, but what's interesting about the idea of uh, salt, uh, when my mother passed away, mm-hmm. um, she was cremated. Mm-hmm. And when you break a human body down like that, its content is extraordinarily high in salt. Yeah. So, um, my my brother was actually talking about potentially putting mother's ashes in the garden at his house, 
And it's not fertilizer. But no, it's not. The high salt content yeah. will actually kill the whole fucking garden. Yeah. So so that's what we <laughs> learned. And yeah, I don't know why that made me think of that. But maybe it was a burial site. Yeah, maybe it could have been. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's never, nothing's ever been proven. Salt, like you said, speculation. Yeah, crazy always. stuff. Uh, there was one other interesting thing on this. I'm trying to find it in my notes because I swear I get a little bit wonky because <laughs> things happen. Um, but oh, one of the stories is they nothing will actually stay within the circle. Like a lot of people will put sticks there, or one dude even put a boulder there, and it was mysteriously moved the next morning. Interesting. So, yeah, nothing will stay within that circle. That's so it's almost cool. like Satan being like, "Get out of my way! I need to do the jitterbug." The jitterbug. Um, wow. It was me, actually. It was me. It was not Satan. I was dancing in a circle. I would be if I lived I've seen you dance and it'd be a little bit bigger the circle because you fall. I mean, but, you know what I was thinking though is I don't know about the jitterbug. I'm thinking like the robot. I don't know. Uh, he's pretty much standing still with the robot. Yeah, but there's, a, there's still a... It's a small circle. <coughs> yeah. Uh, but another interesting thing on this is I actually found this weirdly enough just through trouncing through the web. Uh, you can actually find it streaming on Amazon. Wait. On Amazon Prime. Apparently, there's a... Sh- I haven't seen it yet, so don't quote me on this, but apparently there's a show devoted to that site. Or it's just called The Devil's Tramping Ground. I don't know. Devil's I haven't looked Ground. it up myself. What, do they, like, live stream the circle or something? I don't know. It cost to pay it, and I wasn't going to pay it. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to do so, that either. But I am really curious now. If anybody does have that, please, please email noiseparanormal.gmail.com and let us know what in the world that is. Exactly, because... I found, like I said, I found it just through rambling going through the internet, and I'm like, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Normally, I know there was that one website long ago that streamed that library that was. Oh no, Willard to be Library, it's still yeah. up. Yeah, and they have more cameras now. But that was the only one I've ever heard of. And to be fair, I feel like it would be free and online somewhere if it was right. like a streaming thing. So, yeah. to be fair, it probably sounds like a bad B grade horror flick to me, it could but, be. or a know. paranormal show or something like it, that. Anything could be. Could be. Who knows? Again, don't know. Not making any judgments. Yeah, I wasn't trying to pay for it. So, mm-hmm. apologies to the people that made it. I'm sure you made a quality product. But, uh, yeah, that's Double Stramping Ground in North Carolina. So, I just thought that was kind of interesting. See, taking notes is a lot longer than actually talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> that, is, that is really, really cool. Oh, and for all of you who were not aware of that, like us old folks who've been around for 40 years, uh, the Willard Library... Um, does still actually have paranormal webcams that live stream overnight at various locations in what is said to be one of the most haunted libraries uh, in the States. So, yeah. 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 And they even take, uh, you can say like, oh, I saw something, and you can submit it. Right. And, and yeah, very cool. Yeah. But that site's been up as long as I can remember. Yeah, I remember looking at that when I was like 16, 17 or yeah, something like that. Yeah, for real. So, yeah, it's, it's been a bit. So regarding your tramping ground, go. Uh, I guess a couple of quick notes that I was thinking of in my head between this episode and the last. Um, so you said that it was kind of like some kind of Native American memorial thing. There. That was one of the theories about it, yes. One of the theories, which actually there's some irony to that because culturalistically, if we go back and uh, are ever so pleasantly uh, research specialist was talking about last week with the, uh, oh, yeah, the gypsies yeah, yeah, on the yeah, forest. Yeah. So then are we thinking, is it the devil's tramping ground or is it a Native American curse? Because they can do that too. Mm, Could have been. Like I said, it was just a theory. We talk about this stuff. We don't know the actual answer, but 
it mm-hmm. free to speculate all you want. Um, I put a little bit more weight into the Indian burial ground because I know firsthand how that can create some havoc and it's uh, very sacred. And, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, when you're talking about, you know, gods of, of nature, um, you know, don't trample on me. You know what I mean? Don't tread on me. That too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the end of mine, so. Listen, this is our group. We like to spitball things. So when you see us spitball at the end of stories, that's just us spitballing. And, and you can feel free to throw some at us, too. <laughs> like, we will debate all day long. We love that. And sometimes we're horrible at spitballing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, but, yeah, who's next? Sure. Whatever. You want to go? Uh, totally up to you. So we have two options. And since Joe let us off, we'll let Joe decide. Oh, cool. So I let us off every week, but all right, I'll deal with it. So do you um, want to... I mean, as far as the stories you let us off. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to do, do another one from here here in the States, or do you want to go across the pond first? So, well, hold on. Alex, you normally do for dramatic effect, like, I'll go last. So we'll let you go now, and then Teresa will go last. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. All right. I was going to say... You don't get the got, dramatic today. you got two options here. You've got crazy stories from the States, and we can bring it home last, or you've got... Teresa's big story. Well, we'll since mine was on the, the thing end. of Roanoke, we'll go with the original colonies and we'll take it back to cross the pond at the end of it. See, there you go. <laughs> All right, so that's sticking with the original colonies. Mine's in Virginia. Nice. Hey, that is an original colony. Yeah. Go figure. So I have found maybe the most interesting set of stories that I have ever read in my entire life. All right. I also may have found the most haunted patch of woods that I have ever heard about in my entire life. Right. As far as ghosts slash ghost stories per capita, um, what I'm going to do is I have kind of summarized each story that I read. Uh, not each of them. There were a lot more of them than what I put down. Uh, but I've probably got nine or ten different stories from this place that I read and put Cliff's notes on. And there's at least a dozen more. So we're talking about somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 to 30 stories in a 50-acre patch of woods. Mm. Okay, that's all right. Yeah. So as far as ghosts per square capita, <laughs> that's like a lot. their real estate is running high over here. Right. right? Love it. So. Mansion territory for the ghosts. Um, from my notes, uh, we will start with this. Uh, so this section is called Treasures in the Woods. In the middle of the woods, in White's Creek, uh, one of the legends states that in the 1600s, a band of pirates buried their loot somewhere along its banks. Unfortunately to them, a huge storm kicked up and flooded the entire creek, washing the men out to sea. Unwilling to give treasure, ghostly pirates have apparently been searching the creek at night ever since. Right. <laughs> Maybe. We're talking some, uh, yeah, Jack Sparrow here. Who right. needs Pirates of the Caribbean? We can just get him to do something over here. Uh, so the second story uh, regarding treasures in the woods. The next story involves uh, involving treasure includes a treasure ship that was belonged to King Charles II, sent from England to America in 1651 uh, in the wake of the Battle of Worcester. Uh... It was forced to flee England, uh, and he wanted to make sure that he had resources to... I'm sorry, if he was forced to flee England at that time, he wanted to make sure that he had resources to start restart his life in the colonies. 
Uh, so the story goes that the ship was on its way to Jamestown, and again, a storm forced it off course, and it ended up in White's Creek. Uh, now, give you a little reference point here. Uh, White's Creek is just off of Chesapeake Bay, just so you okay. kind of have some idea of where we're talking. Got you. Um, there, the ship was attacked by bandits who killed the crew and managed to move the loot into the forest. From there, they were either killed for their crimes or their ship, that ship sank at sea. And now it's believed that ghosts of the crew protect the buried loot while ghost bandits try to dig it up. Uh, <laughs> said they can be seen carrying lanterns that glow green at night throughout the entire forest. Uh, that would also be a good ghostly bandit battle. <laughs> Almost sounds like a, a thing of hell, like repetitious. <laughs> like right? bury it, dig it up, bury it. <laughs> um, so what you're going to notice though is my stories slowly but surely get more fun. And most of these ones that I have now are actually accounts from specific people, and I actually have the people's names that gave these accounts. Uh, so no, no, I mean, are these, like, credible people? I don't know. These are people from a long time ago. It's gotcha. on the internet. It's, it's on the internet. It has to be true. On the internet. I Googled it. I'm so sorry. I forgot. I Googled it. It's got to be true. I forgot. <laughs> um, so, uh, next story. In the 19th century, uh, for you not math nuts out there, that was actually the 1800s, not the 1900s, mm -hmm. uh, there was a fisherman by the name of Ben Farabee coming out of White's Creek who claimed to saw a huge three-masted ghost galleon out on the water. Uh, it had lit lanterns along its deck and spectral men aboard looking off into the distance. Uh, the ship was heading straight to him, uh, and in his calls, he was ignored. At the last moment... When there should have been an impact, the ship simply floated over his head and continued to hover up the beach. Uh, there was a sound of the harp of a harp as the ship passed, and Faraby watched in terror as the ghost ship floated up over the trees of the forest. It stopped above the pines, and he claimed to see rope ladders thrown over the sides, uh, with men and the men with tools and other contraptions climbed down and disappeared into the woods below. <laughs> so, slowly but surely, we're getting more fun. Now, what's interesting about that is, I mean, you're talking the 1800s when sea levels were way different than they are now. Land masses even were a little different than they are now. So, I mean... The boat not have, might not have been floating above his head. It might have been on 1800s ocean water. I mean, that is true. Well, I mean, this account was from the 1800s, though. Oh, that's amazing. So it could oh. have been way before that, even. So, wait a minute. First time ever, you were wrong. <laughs> but, <laughs> to be fair, again, so the galleon from uh, the King Guy uh, was reported here in the 1600s is when his stuff got looted. Goodness. So, yeah. we're talking way back in the day. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, now you want to hear some real oddball stories? I do. So, here's some real oddball stories. Perhaps the strangest stories include two separate incidents in the old house woods. In 1926, a man named Jesse Hudgens reported that a group of strangers with lanterns approached him. As they got closer, he was able to make out that they were wearing some type of old armor. 
And Alex forgot to turn yeah, off his uh-huh. timing thing just, on here. Just... Uh, so, yeah, a bunch of nerdy-ass podcasters that are telling ghost stories. Are fixing to watch nerdy-ass our peers. Yeah. Back to what we were saying, though. That is hilarious. That's so <laughs> Dead giveaway, we record on Thursday nights. Watch Critical World. Anyways, so as they got closer, he was able to make out that they were wearing some type of old armor. And if that weren't interesting enough... Uh, he found that as they got even closer, the wearers were nothing but animated skeletons underneath. One pulled out a large ancient Thor, waved him at him, and in a terrifying manner, causing him to flee for his life. That's hmm. that's creepy. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> it sounds to me like a drunk trapper in the woods <laughs> in 1926. But yeah. I literally yeah. had that picture in my head when you said it, I was like, hey, what's your name? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Again, I've never gone out here and seen skeletons armor. Would be fun, though, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm not writing off anybody's stories. Eh? That's right. That's I, right. To be fair, I have never been to these woods, all right? No, neither have I. I just so. find this... With all of this, I think we might need to pay a visit. It's true. I mean, it's only 50 acres. We can cover that in, what, we can Joe, do that. like three days? Yeah, something like that. Well, no, you're... <laughs> All right, hold on. Probably about five and a half because we there are points where we get lost and have to circle back. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> uh, now, uh, interestingly enough, as if that wasn't bad enough. Uh, so the second story, the second incident, which again are two of the strangest stories, uh, took place on the road leading through the woods. Uh, turns out a man had car trouble in the middle of the night and was stuck. Uh, as he was trying to fix it, a figure that he described to be a skeleton wearing old armor strode up to him with purpose and asked, Is this the King's Highway? I've lost my ship. And the man was so scared that he ran away, leaving his car behind. Well, yeah. He didn't just get in the car. It was broke. He was trying to fix it. Oh, sorry. My brain skipped over that part. So the irony is we have night skeletons Mm -hmm. in these woods that are quote-unquote knights, like K-N-I-T. Yeah, yeah. It's a small world. (laughs) But, again, if you go back to the 1600s, it was um, King Charles II's ship that was hijacked over here. That's amazing. Is it totally out of the question that... I don't know. Look, no. ghost stories are ghost stories. That's why we're fun. That's why we like telling them. That's why we like hearing them, right? Yeah. That's, that's I love it. I love it. Um, so, uh, wrap it up. I got uh, one more quick story here. Uh, this quick story is, it's a creepy story that, that, that comes from a duck hunter named Henry Forrest. Uh, he was hunting in the woods and he saw black shapes on the water of White Creek, which seems to be like the theme. White Creek. Right. So wherever White Creek meets with the old house woods, like that's where you want to be. Um, or don't want to be, depending on your purview. I'm willing to track it. Why <laughs> these? Uh, so anyway, Henry Forrest was hunting in the woods when he saw black shapes on the water of White Creek. Uh, as he set his gun to fire at what he thought were ducks, the black blobs shifted into forms of several angry-looking red coat soldiers. Huh. Red coat soldiers? Yes. Uh, so scared that he ran through the woods, 
back to his boat, only to find another ghostly redcoat waiting for him in his boat. Uh, when he threatened to shoot the spirit, it told him, You shoot and the devil's curse to you and your traitor's head. Uh, he tried to pull the trigger, but the gun refused to fire, and after trying and failing another shot, he threw the gun at the ghost and ran away in terror. I mean, that seems logical <laughs> to me. <laughs> seems legit. I mean, if my gun is misfiring at that point, there is some paranormal it's, shit happening. It's and, useless uh, anyway, so yeah, yeah just yeah. throw right. it. Um, I mean, throwing his gun at the ghost. So yeah. those are the fun ghost stories, right? Uh, quick story on the woods itself. Uh, as you can tell, Old, Ho- old House Woods uh, was named for an old house. Uh, so there was a house, uh, I believe they said it was built in like the 1760s or something like that. Uh, it was in the middle of the woods. Um, it no longer stands there today. Um, so I don't know originally when, because I couldn't find the original date that it originally caught on fire. It caught on fire twice. Uh, so according to witnesses, uh, the first time it caught on fire, um, it spontaneously caught on fire. There was nobody messing with it, anything like that. And roughly two to three minutes later... It spontaneously put itself out. See, huh. that's that's neat. That's <laughs> okay. <neat. laughs> yeah, just. And then, so I have found stories that talk about the house up until roughly the '60s to '70s era, 1900s. Um, and then after that, I couldn't find anything more. So I'm not sure what the exact date was that the house burned down, but somewhere in the late '60s, early '70s, probably the house is actually gone now. There's a foundation there, but it's yeah. swampy, it's pine barrens, it's a big creek running through it, and it's right on the thing. And apparently a lot of people live there now. Uh, I did see on Google Maps there's houses down the beach mm. and a couple on the road. Apparently they're not super crazy about other people being there. Well, but, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so you're saying it, it caught on fire a second time, and that time did the job. That time it burnt <laughs> to ashes. Yeah. Literally burnt to yeah. the foundation. That's crazy. I've had enough. I'm going. Yeah, right. <laughs> Actually, that's the second story. Didn't you have the story last week that a house started firing and put itself out? Or is that you, Teresa? No, and it wasn't last week. It was, it, it was, uh, the, it didn't catch fire and put itself out. It was the orphanage. That's right. That was in the middle of the woods. Um, okay. That, it, it didn't, it didn't catch fire. It actually just crumbled to nothing because oh. it was just old. Okay. Yeah. Huh. That's weird. It literally sounds like <laughs> the, it's a small world right at Disneyland with all the pirates and red coats <laughs> right. and all that. Is this a haunted forest or an amusement park? It's 50 acres for God's I mean, sakes. Are they not... closely similar, though? Yeah, right? <laughs> well, for, you know, people like us who chase the, the creepy, yeah. Listen, what I can tell you is I was thoroughly entertained by learning about that place. I was thoroughly mm. entertained. Thoroughly, yeah, no, that's, that's... thoroughly entertained. Are we just saying thoroughly now? He started it. <laughs> she's literally just picking on me because she's my wife and that's what she does. All right. Hold on. I want to say two things here. Uh-oh. One, viewers, this is for you. For you guys who are liking our page and doing all this. First of all, thank you. Yes. Secondly, I want you to keep Italian and let us know. You can let us know on Facebook or Uh-oh. email. I love this idea. I'm all for it. How many times... One of us has mentioned a story and said, this is the most interesting story I've ever read. 
Oh, or literally. This is, how every many? Time. Do I thought we were going somewhere else completely with that, but I'm still <laughs> on board for it. Yeah. No, I want to make it interactive a little bit. So I want the listeners oh, I, to join I, in I to kind of help completely. us out with some things because, let's be fair, we mess up sometimes. We may get some stuff inaccurate. But I want you guys to have fun with us when we're discussing these things. Absolutely. And secondly, that. that whole thing you heard at the last part, that was our business partner, John, told us that when we mess up on a podcast, just stop and then... We'll have a good cutting point to like edit it because we don't edit this at all. We just kind of free go with it. <laughs> One take willies. And we have not done that at all. So. Yeah. We're <laughs> also, as you noticed, my wife won't let me do that. She just corrects me instead, <laughs> so it's fine. You know. I just want to point out I thought it was hilarious. But yes, please definitely take a poll and tell us how many times we say, this is crazy. This is the most interesting story I've ever read. Or this blew my mind. It honestly might be every story I read. Yeah. I <laughs> think it's just be a little fun poll. Listen, to be fair... For those of you, and we can see the numbers, but we can't see exactly like names and IP addresses and things like that. But for those of you, and I don't want to, but for those of you who we would call loyal listeners, um, I think that just goes to show you that we have just as much fun looking this stuff stuff up and learning about it as you do. And, and, you know, I desperately hope that they have uh, that, it, that it shows through and that they can feel the fun and that you guys are having fun with us because we love this. Also, every week we look at the numbers that we get sent in from the podcast place and we kind of giggle. And it. we get all giddy and <laughs> dance like small children. It, yeah. That's not being overdramatic. That's actually true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I won't give exact numbers, but I can say that we have overperformed from what I've expected so far. Yes. And that's um, thanks to you guys. Yes, thank you guys very much. So We don't want to get rich. We just want to talk to people and have fun. Uh, what I will tell you is less than a month end of this, over all of our episodes, we have gone past the 150 listens mark, and I'm good with that. So, yeah, again, thank yes. you guys very much. Continue to do it. We continue to feel the love from you guys. But You guys are fabulous. Let's really. get back in the story because we're uh, just yes. getting a little We're running out of time. Here. I get you. Yes, and my dog just will not leave Joe alone. <laughs> it likes me. Yeah, she loves you. She's a good dog. Uh, so, yeah, I, I have decided to hop across the pond this, this time with my story. Um, and I'm not really sure how to say that. Either I've gone... You know, to the very, very, very far east, or if you're on the west coast of the U.S., I've gone to the not quite as far west, because we're going to Japan. So it's like you picking food. Got to. It's right. all relative. <laughs> right. Hey, this week, you get the famous one. Just do me a favor. I'd do better than I did last week. Right? No, no. I loved your story last week. Yeah. I didn't think it was bad at all. Uh, so, yes, yes. So, today, I plan to take you uh, to the Sea of Trees. In Japan. Oh, yes. Indeed. The Sea of Trees, um, somewhat translated accurately, is actually the Akagaru Forest. Uh, I said that way wrong. Akagahara. Mm-hmm. Akagahara Forest. Um, so, yeah, the Akagahara Forest sits sort of to the northwest region of Mount Fuji. Yeah. Mount Fuji has had an extraordinarily active volcanic life cycle over the last probably 100,000 years. And with that, the entire forest is what was once a pyroclastic flow. So it's just hardened lava rock. 
and the forest is super, super thriving in this area. Uh, it's about 12 square miles of forest, uh, which, which translates to roughly 7,400 acres. So it is kind of sizable. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's see here. What did I write down? Uh, there are many, many nature trails that run through the forest and they lead to several very large caves. Some of them are just like little lava caves, Yeah. but they go clear up to the Fugaku Cave, the Lake Sai Cave, and the Narusawa Ice Cave, which is really cool because it's actually frozen, like literally yeah. all year long because it's such high elevation. Uh, rumor has it that when you go into this forest, and, and this is, I wanna dispel a few rumors quickly. So rumor has it that when you go into this forest, um, magnetic compasses will freak out. Okay. Well, if you put a magnetic compass on the ground where there is lava rock, <laughs> yes, it's going to freak out. Yeah. But if you hold it at a reasonable height, the suggested recommended height for a magnetic compass, they actually perform quite well. Um, to that effect, uh, the Japan Ground Self-Defense Force has been letting rangers train on navigating forestry in the Akigahara forest for well over 65 years. Mm -hmm. So clearly, compasses work. Yeah. So that's just a fun little thing. You just don't know how to use them. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you stick it on friggin' metal, it's, it's gonna act funny, it's magnetic. Mm -hmm. uh, another interesting thing is that a lot of people talk about how the forest is um, insanely silent, like you can walk through it yeah. and it's insanely so there's, there's actually a scientific reason to that too because lava rock is extremely porous right. it absorbs sound, sound. Yeah. so yup, it's like you're in a soundproof room that's exactly what's happening but to the contrary of it being this like silent, desolate, dead place it's not there are actually hundreds of species of birds that live throughout the forest. Uh, there's also tons of mammals. There's bat, deer, fox, boar, rabbit, mink, squirrels, you name it, they got it. So it is actually extremely alive and thriving. Yeah. There are thousands and thousands of plant species, thousands of insect species. It's, it's a fully functional thriving forest. Um, just so happens it has a dark side. All forests do. Yes, indeed. So, have you ever heard of a yura? Yes. That, in Japan, loosely translates to a, a faint spirit. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, somebody see-through. A ghost. Yeah. So, the Japanese believe, spiritualists I should say, I don't know if all Japanese people believe this, but they believe that the forest is haunted by the negative, vengeful, sort of depressed, anxious, dark spirits of all the people who have died in the forest. No. And so, yeah, they say that it even absorbs into the trees and it makes the trees feel as if they're alive. Makes the ground and the plants feel as if they're alive and they're watching you and they're 
you know, sort of overpowering you spiritually. It's kind of spooky. To make this place just dark and depressive and it just, if you're in some sort of a, a mindset that is not good, it just drags you down even further. So, super bad juju in this forest. In 2002, and mind you, reports of, I'm, I'm going to steal one from my favorite podcaster here, reports of people opting out in that forest okay. are, they, they've gone back hundreds and hundreds of years. Okay. Like, it's way before. There's some guy wrote a book about it, blah, blah, blah. Well, the, the number of opted-out folks in that forest was even extremely high prior to the writing of this book. So there was also a myth saying that this man sort of somehow caused it okay. by making this. He didn't, because it was before he even got involved. So I actually just want to say real quick... That I am super proud of the fact that you have gotten this far before even bringing up the opting out part. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because this is, in fact, the opting out forest. Um, yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah, in 2002, it was reported that about 78 bodies were found, which hit a big old peak in 2003 when there were 105 bodies found. The most popular methods of opting out in the Akagahara forest is hangings and overdoses. Yeah. Just terrible stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, in 2010, um, Japanese police reported that over 200 people had attempted to opt out in the forest, uh, were, you know, somehow found and saved. Of those 200, about 54 of them actually succeeded. Yeah. Uh, so they accredit the dropping number of issues to the fact that the government has put signs up on literally every single trailhead in the entire forest saying, hey... If you're not in the right mindset or you're contemplating something bad, don't, go don't do that. Yeah. And they put suicide hotline numbers on every single one of these signs. And they're just begging people, please, do not go into these woods and opt out. Right. <laughs> Stop doing that in our woods. <laughs> yes, please don't do that in our woods. We appreciate you. Not that I'm making light of it, but you're not. Right, right. So, yes, um, hauntings include literally everything you can think of. People seeing uh, bodies swaying from tree limbs yeah. that aren't actually there anymore. They probably were at one point, but they're not anymore. Right. People see shapes peeking around trees. They hear phantom footsteps all over the forest. If you camp there, supposedly your tent gets messed with and your stuff can get stolen even though there's absolutely no other living human beings around you. Right. Now, you could attribute some of that to animals, probably. I mean, a fox will steal from you. Heck yeah. Not the tent, though. Exactly. <laughs> They'll steal food and stuff like that, but not tents. Yeah, they're not going to steal your tent. Well, I don't know. Maybe you got some sort of weird capitalist fox who just wants right. to resell your tent for some cash. Pen, right? True. Riches have been known to take forms of foxes. True enough. So... So, yeah, this forest, this forest has got it all. And it could 
potentially all stem from the crazy energies of all of this magnetic stuff messing with the energy fluctuations. Yeah. Now, what's funky is the forest itself doesn't give off any sort of EMF or any sort of radiation. So scientists are literally just perplexed. Like, we have no fucking clue why this is happening. I wonder if scientists have a file all of its own just labeled WTF. Right? (laughs) I agree. A WTF folder. Can't explain it. Can't use it through science. Goes in there. Yeah, this is stuff we just don't get. It's just labeled not science and they throw it out. Yeah. Maybe. Ground recycle bin. I like the WTF folder a lot better. I like the WTF folder. I mean, it would be cooler. Yeah. 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 Be a tampon in the cooler of my creativity. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) <laughs> so yes uh yeah that that was that was my big one i i am absolutely in love with the akagahara forest my son and i my son actually had to do a project for school and i got a big poster board and we studied all the flora and fauna right. um i remember when you guys did that yeah yeah we even put in like a like a, a neat little sidebar about it being you know the most popular place in yeah. Japan for you know, to opt out. To opt out. <laughs> you almost said it. <laughs> yes. I, opt out is just better. It's just a better word. I, I like that. Um, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. All right. That is Japan's beautiful suicide forest. Well, that's what it's called. I can't say. I can't say it's the opted out forest. No, it's called the Akagahara forest. It's not called the suicide. The forest. The Akagahara yeah. forest. Yeah. Americans the, call it the, the sea of yeah. trees. It is the sea of trees. Yeah. No, and it, I've actually seen the forest itself, and it's not personally. I've seen it through video. Yeah. Gorgeous. Scenery. It is. It's beautiful. Just absolutely, and the whole Japan lands, landscape in itself is beautiful. Especially right but, there around Mount Fuji, mm-hmm. that snow cap, and it's yeah. just it's huge it and it's gorgeous breathtaking. And yeah, the forest is right at the base of it, so being in the shadow of that mountain all the time, it's it's just gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, like we've said before, uh, if you're us, if you know about us, and we've mentioned it on the podcast before, if we're not out taking pictures of abandoned buildings or Rolling dice, uh, hiking is our thing. The woods yeah. are our thing. Yeah, so. we are enjoying the forests. Um, yeah. So much so that I'm not really paying attention to what's going on. <laughs> like, yeah. I get lost in the woods. So Yeah, they literally do. Like, I can't even tell you how many times I've been like, oh, they'll be back home at 7 o'clock. And then it's like, oh, wait a second. It's, <laughs> it's 10, and they're still lost somewhere in the woods. And then we come back with a great story. <laughs> yes. I love stories. Like, hey, just found this house in the middle of the woods like <laughs> or or we were camping and heard somebody playing a mysterious didgeridoo that didn't exist like what <laughs> or me. hey we were dumb we put our tents right next to the fucking oh. creek and we heard every goddamn animal in the valley right that was that was a bad i didn't get out to go pee at all that night or oh let's cook some sausages while there's a monster pack of coyotes howling in the not so far distance to be fair to be fair we waited until they got close see we cooked them before they went off uh, that's <laughs> not, not the story with that. that's not the story i heard i heard that it was coyotes and then sausages no yeah it actually it was coyotes and then coyotes the second time, and then like, hey, let's cook these before they get closer. Yeah. That is 
fun. Because that's how guys think. And, and <laughs> even even greater story. Um, Joe is a very clean person, which is good. <laughs> and while the coyotes were getting closer and closer, mind you, this park has got uh, about a 150 member strong coyote pack that, yeah, that hangs. It's pack. it's monstrous. Um, so it is actually kind of dangerous. Uh, they were getting closer and closer, and I I was not there because I'm smart. But the boys cooking their sausages. This was after with the coyotes real close. And then all of a sudden they start sounding off, which scares the crap out of everyone. That's the story of us and our stories and all that. We'll get into that in another podcast because that place itself is its whole entirety. Of... That one's going to take yeah. like multiple episodes, seriously. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, um, as far as woods goes, like I said, I've always felt at home in them. Mm. I've always kind of had a... feel for them as a, a like like I said home like I feel at sort of an ease in them yeah. um, so yeah there's been some times where I've been on a forest where it's spooky as hell and I don't want to be there anymore mm-hmm. but there's mm-hmm. other times where stuff has went off and I felt complete serene yeah so yeah yeah I dig it I dig it so what do you guys want to talk about next week uh, next week is mine uh, next Was week it? is episode 10 that is right. Uh, so yes, we won't unveil it now because we're kind of making our episode ten is like the big thing. Oh today. yeah, 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 big reveal. We've got um, some things in the works, and hopefully yes. it falls through. Otherwise, we'll just have to plan a really big episode last minute. Right. <laughs> but you know, which could yeah. be epic and bad at the same time. Exactly, it's <laughs> epically terrible. But yes, uh, we will have another episode. We're just kind of trying to figure out what to do. That way we can make it great for you guys. Because yeah. as always, you guys are our, our bread and butter. To be fair, I think we know what we're going to do. We just have to hope that it works out the way we want it to. Right. Yeah, we just have to make sure it goes through and gets approval. And we uh, don't have to yes. have a fallback plan. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And if we end up with a fallback plan, I apologize. We'll do our best to make it epic. But, um, I'll yeah. just be funny. That'll be epic. Yeah. <laughs> but but if we, if we can do what we want to do, it's... It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. And I believe Alex is all talked out. I think Therese is all talked out. I have told my story. And I'm getting dry mouth because my drink ran out at the beginning of the podcast. Mm. So, yes, I think that's where we're going to cut it short. So, as always, thank you guys very much for your likes, your shares, your listens. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Mm, Facebook. We have No Ice Paranormal. And then we also have nolightsparanormal.com that is still in the works. And uh, you can always email us at nolightsparanormal at gmail.com. We also, um, not too long ago, opened up a specialty page called the No Lights Paranormal Community page on Hmm. Facebook. No, it's Paranormal Network. Network, I'm sorry. I told you, it's not that long ago. So anyway... Um, it, it's a group instead of just a page. Right, it, right. And the goal is to bring everyone from the paranormal community, whether it be fans or hunters alike, yep. all together to to just discuss and learn and, and have fun being with people who are like-minded. Yeah. So, yes, don't forget to follow us on all of those. Um, and, yeah, just have a great Monday, guys. Again, thank you very much for... Taking time out of your busy day to listen to us ramble on about some stuff. (laughs) Thanks, guys. We love you. Buenos dias, ladies and gents. Have a happy Monday and good night.